0: You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by LaCrosse Boots. Now, if you guys haven't had the opportunity to check out the Navigator Series, it's a brand new lineup from LaCrosse. They have the Windrose for men and women. They also have the Atlas and that's what I wore during my rut vacation this fall. Check them out. They're very comfortable. Uh, It's a traditional rubber boot kind of mixed with a traditional hunting hiking boot they've mashed it together and the outcome is the navigator series check it out at lacrossefootwear.com
1: welcome to the land and legacy podcast we're your hosts adam keith and matt dye this is your number one resource for all things
2: land if you're interested in conservation habitat management hunting strategy and rural real estate this is the podcast for you Well, um it is December. no November thirtieth. I almost said December.
1: Yeah, but when this releases it it'll be, be December. So December- welcome to 3rd. December, guys. Um November's over. <laughs> Done uh, in the books. I think one thing to me, you know, I feel like December well Seth Harker likes hunting December more than he likes hunting November. Any month of the
2: any month of the hunting season. Way more. Yeah,
1: he loves December. It's his favorite month. And it's starting to get to where now life's too doggone busy to really <sighs> get hard, because, uh, to harden to hunting. Because last year, I barely hunted December. Probably won't get to hunt a whole lot this year in December. Um, with my daughter being born December 8th, and then, of course, Christmas and all that Traveling. stuff. Traveling. I I don't well, already this. got
2: consultations
1: for December, like oh, mid-December.
2: Yeah. Or oh yeah, they're they're steady.
1: And we probably have more once this podcast releases because mm-hmm. this is the <clears throat> this is this, the this is the hint that we've been hinting yeah. at. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of one of those things that uh, for 3 years now, you know, I I think we officially launched 2000 January 2017. So yep. we're coming up on a 3 year anniversary. And this has been something people have asked us from day one. Yes, they've asked for this, and we, we haven't ever offered it. We've been a, we've been hardheaded for good reasons, for a lot of reasons, and I, I just we felt. How do you say this anyway? Well,
2: here, here's here's my kind of coming to coming around to the idea, um, is we we started land and legacy, we got a lot of action and boots on the ground and really have led into the in the field consultation videos like on the ground actual habitat management not just a higher level kind of representation we did that a lot for several years and we've talked a lot about it obviously on the podcast reviewing properties and things like that and then but but in doing that, that requires quite a bit of commitment from you know, both parties, let's say a yeah. client as well as us, to come on site to be present a full day, two days, three days, whatever it takes to be able to learn that property. And with that, though, we've like, man, you've you got to be on site. you got to be on site. You've got to be there to see yeah, all t- this stuff.
1: Absolutely. To me – well, go ahead. Well, I was gonna
2: say, but at the same time – there's a lot of other people out there who are just as hungry for that information, but can't quite make that same commitment. No. Mm -mm. And so this is that Avenue. And we've had to, from being on boots on the ground, approach this Avenue very cautiously, but at the same time, really, really, really try and rack our brains as to make it the most efficient possible thing we can do given the restraints of it
1: absolutely Uh, and you know our when we go on a client's property we aren't just there for the payment no Um, no like it's it's a lot of heart and soul goes into our consulting services and what we do in the back-end research i mean when we go to a place, we do, we really, and and sometimes we may not even communicate this much more than conversation with the landowner on what the native landscape looked like, what native species are here, what invasive yep. species are present. Um, we communicate that through conversation and through the report. Yep. But there's way visuals. more work going into that than there is actually Conveying that to them. Yeah. Um, sure. Or even putting it in the report. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I, I love the native landscape and the history. And so there's a lot of back end research It doesn't even make its way to the person's report or conversation all the time. No. Um, a, a lot of it is, is, but prior to even, you know, like I said, showing
2: up on site and be like, okay, we're, we're, we're here, but we got to know historically what are we going to encounter what are we going to see like yeah. that that's that back end stuff
1: that's super important to figure out not only that there. but like there's a reason you need to know that or have some oh, yeah. idea because you know if you're in a grassland there is no point of ever trying to turn it into a forest it's only going to be a headache from day one. You're going to plant it, deer are going to eat them, <laughs> yeah. or you're going to plant it and the and the, and the seeds aren't going not, to
2: take. Yeah, the climate's not going to work. You're not going to yeah. grow these trees like you would want. It just doesn't. It doesn't work. You yeah.
1: can't make something. You can't make yeah. nature something that it doesn't want to be. That's I mean, I right. you see that all the time too. Oh yeah. Uh, somebody take a habitat or a, an ecosystem, and which when it's in its peak or when it's Managed correctly is phenomenal habitat for a long list of wildlife. Yep. But then, for some reason, the thick-headed, the thick-skulled <laughs> landowner wants it to be uh. something that it's not, and they try to incorporate a whole new, a whole new thing of management, and then they just get frustrated. I, I'm not making light, and we're getting a little off topic, but I'm not making light
2: of of any um, loss of of income or anything like that. But it's it's like going to a, a farmer who's got ag ground in, like, all floodplain, Mm-hmm. And then it floods.
1: And he curses the flood.
2: And it's like, no, stop it. You knew that was going to happen. <laughs> you knew there was a very strong potential it's that a, that was going to happen. It's the same
1: way why you couldn't build a house in a floodplain. You yeah. couldn't get it insured because the insurance company, <laughs> yeah. like, we know that's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. It's like we almost ought to yeah. open up uh. an insurance policy for for habitat. And so it's like, well, just <laughs> because yeah. you can't fix it. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's,
2: listen, listen, this is the way it's going to happen. I can promise you that. Yeah. And, but that's, but that's why though, too, going into, into this deep research of these properties and landscapes and, and areas across the country, we have to know that because when we start to shape it, when we start to do add disturbances or manipulate things, we need to know what basically the ground is going to respond with if we yeah. don't it's just it's just a shot in the dark we don't want shot in the dark we want like this is what's going to happen we're we're 90 sure because
1: that we want to maximize the potential regardless removes headaches so if it's let's go back to that example of a grassland and it's like yep. well i need woody brows you guys talk about woody <laughs> brows well that may be shrubs instead of planting try to plant hardwood forest yeah. um yeah. or we're down south and it's like uh it should be a grassland, and, and there's a whole ton of sweet gums or whatever it is. It's yep. like, well, we know what we need to do to remove this. this. sweet
2: gum is not going to be valuable, so let's remove it, and this is mm. what we're going to get then. Yeah,
1: and and a lot of times with our consultation services, it's it's removing things rather than trying to add things. Most
2: most times a, a lot of it is remove or change the, the form of what's already there.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how people can manage sponsorships with removal rather than planting. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um you know another thing about the our consultation services it's always been really trying to ensure that the um habitat is improved to where when we put our like stamp. we were here, the landowner invested in us yeah, and we're investing in them as far as we're giving you the knowledge, we're giving you the ideas and the, the tools that not literally giving you the tools, but the tools <laughs> yeah. you'll need. Yeah, we you give You get everybody. a backhoe. You get a st- skid steer. Yeah. <laughs> you get a shovel. You get chainsaw. Yeah. And, uh, well, that's one way. You to... sir, you get a helicopter <laughs> full of herbicide. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, we give you the list of tools that they will need. And so when we leave. We have a pretty good idea that that property is going to transform, yeah, for and sure. uh, a lot of that comes down to just giving them the knowledge, giving them the information on how to accomplish that, giving them the direction on how to accomplish that, um, but also inspiring them to where they feel like it's a not that it's not a never ending fight. Yeah. I think that's something yeah. that's that's analysis paralysis. It can be overwhelming to look at your property and say I'm never going to get this done. But at the same time, if you get if we're there, we will help you lay out the plan of saying, "Man, okay, this year I'm going to accomplish this, this, this. Next year yep. I'm going to accomplish that, that, that." And we're managing with broad strokes. We're 80 grit in it, baby. Mm-hmm. We're not 220 in it. We're going to 80 grit it, knock out as much as we can because We've lined out the work um, in a very um, efficient way, yep. and we're going to change this. Biggest bang for the buck. And if you have any questions about that,
2: go to the other podcast this week and listen to it. That's a man right there who has just thrown some 80 grit all over his property yeah. and not even worried about the details of or the finer points to perfect the property. And he has having amazing success. I've told you
1: that story about my old supervisor nicknamed 80 Grit. I think so. My wife and I had this conversation not too long ago. Um, Conversation? Conversation, yeah. Because, uh, so I worked with a guy who, his license plate, where I went to college, hard work you, you worked for your tuition. Not to get sidetracked, but this is a good story. He had a license plate that said 80 Grit. And it was always, I always, when the first time I started working I said, why does your license plate say 80 grit? And he goes, oh, that's what they nicknamed me. And that's I, a, went,
2: That's a cool nickname. If you're, if you're going to get a nickname, it's not 80 bad. grit.
1: Well, <laughs> there's a reason why he's nicknamed 80 grit. Now I understand Is it, it. rough around the edges? Nope. Okay. Because I'm kind of 80 grit myself. Um. My wife kind of made this full circle. I'm like, oh, that's probably, that, that That's where we don't sense. see eye to eye. So... Dale was his name or is his name um and he was nicknamed 80 grip because he showed up he was one of the first guys on every new project yeah he did a lot of stuff but he never completed it <laughs> and uh like so when he was at the job uh. site it would be like he would get it almost like he would start it and he would get halfway through, and then they'd send him over to another project. Okay. And so he kind of just right. covered a whole lot of places. He, he wasn't your, your he was touch up guy. He was not your, your finish
2: guy. guy. Yeah.
1: No. And then my <laughs> wife and I were talking like with things around the house, and I was like, I'd get something almost there, and then oh, she'd yeah. come in and finish it. And I'm like, gummit, I'm just like 80 grit Dale. I don't ever get to finish. <laughs> I'm 80 this grit, and you're the finisher. Yeah, you're 220. <laughs> so anyway, 80 grit is a great way to manage your property. At the start, uh, because that's the only sure. way you're going to get change uh, in a in a speed that we all want to see.
2: It's very visual, and it's and it's very uh, successful from a uh, you know just general observations, interactions with wildlife, everything. Like if if you only let's just say we write this plan, you only get 80 grit done, whatever percentage that may be. You're doing really good. Yeah, really it,
1: good because. If you go to 220 grit and you're trying to do the details, you're going to go nuts. Oh, yeah. Because you're going to think, ah, there's a little bit of invasive species over there. There's a little bit over there. There's a little bit over there. You'll that's, go nuts, yeah. That's, and that's, that's where, where a lot of people crazy. find themselves of going. Oh, I've got too many weeds in my food plot. I've got too many mm-hmm. invasive species. I need to put. I need to bush hog this trail. I need to go do that. I need to go do that. And at the same time, your wife's wanting you to come home, spend more time at the, at the house, and you're going. I'm never going to get this done. If couple, you go 80 grit, couple weeks, you weeds. knock out the bedding thickets. You do some TSI here and there. You stage it out over the years. You do some prescribed fire yeah. if possible. Um you get some food plots in, and you go with food plots that are less maintenance. Yep. Um, and you don't do every food plot in soybeans, which require a crap ton of time and, uh, and, and maintenance and money <laughs> and all the things. Um, and Once you get out of that that mindset of focus on the food plots and aesthetics, and yeah. you start going 80 grit, you're much better off.
2: And guess what? Deer don't care if it looks pretty or not. They no, like, it. Uh, like 80 it, grit it, is it's, perfect. It's, it's 80 grit's like the functional approach. Yeah, and I like functional because we're, we're everyone's busy. You're gonna but cover, it. We're, we're way off track here. No, we're not. I, <laughs> I know bring exactly it back. where Let's I'm bring it at. Back.
1: So we're 80 grit in it, and that's kind of where our cons- consulting services have always been. When we work with a landowner galley, when I when we talk to him the next year. I want to hear of results. I want to see pictures of big deer. And for three years, we've been in that mindset of going, man, when I work with a landowner, by golly, I want to walk away knowing habitat is being improved. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we took he's got He's something got a booklet. booklet of just knowledge to be able to take it and run. Go. And, and um, we've had a pile of people ask us for this. And we never... It, uh, I'd say the first two years we were like, no, not doing it because we looked at, I guess, hard headed, want to say thick skull of going, well, we can't scold, sure. offer our services over the phone yep. or through virtual tours and have that guy expect to have the same quality of work as our clients. And I, and I'm still to this day that,
2: that go to what we go to the property and and write a plan, develop it that way.
1: And, and still to this day, I'll say that the people that we work with through an actual consulting property visit, those people get way more information and they get way more help specifically for their site that there's no way we could ever. That cannot be replicated in any other fashion
2: besides showing up.
1: We, there are certain species that we'll miss if we're doing aerial imaging. You just can't service a guy over the phone, um, like service his property the yep. same way over the phone as you could in person. And we've lived by that. Yep. But At the so same time, many people have asked for this. And we've spent basically a year of trying to figure out how we can help the people that are asking for this service. Because because that's the thing of that's the toss up of we started this to help people.
2: No. And there's a there is a need for this and obviously because people are asking and therefore we we don't want to leave people hanging and we want to be able to help them to our fullest. And knowing that, okay, that is a consultation when we go to a property and we're physically there. We can't let's say consult to that same degree online, no. over the phone, video conferencing. However, we can still provide help. And that's that's what we're doing and, and releasing and talking about today is that option for yeah.
1: people. Virtual consultations. And or it's not a what do you want property to Property evaluation. Virtual evaluation. That way there's a A yeah.
2: consult and and this opportunity.
1: Yeah. Um
2: but I will say this based on the step by step process that we've lined out for everyone who's interested in this process or property evaluation, it is as detailed, I think, as it can be. And we've gone back and forth. We've spent lots of time talking about it, kinda testing this thing out and just is this is this what we wanna release? Is this what we wanna do? Is this how we wanna do it? Is this the steps or is this the process? And we've been we're trying to be as critical as we can because we're we're very set on providing a certain level of service and i think that and that
1: certain level is the best i'll yeah. say it i i don't expect to show up and and to think that we're giving you half our best or yeah. giving you 50% and whatever we're trying to, we're striving to be the best consultants in the country for this land consulting established category. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I don't even know what category we fall in. I don't <laughs> think it I don't I don't know. If that's it why it I just say there.
1: natural resource management because a sure. huge bubble. Yeah. Um and, and, we, and we
2: we've we've done that. We've talked to people who've who've never hunted before, who who want to get into hunting, who've hunted yeah. for 30 years. Whatever it does not matter. We're here we're here to help. But that's that's what we're we're releasing. And then we're going to kind of go through the steps of, okay, if people are interested, what this virtual property valuation is going to look like um, and dish it out guys and, and see what you guys think and see how, how else that we can help and provide that assistance to everyone out there. Cause like I said, we've gotten those emails. We've gotten a lot of requests, Facebook messages, Instagram
1: messages, and it's one of the most popular questions we get Yeah, because we work with a lot of landowners through our consulting services directly on their farms. Um, we do videos, we do podcasts, we do uh, all kinds of stuff on social media specific to our properties. And there's a pile of people who want our help on their property, but let's... They can't justify our consulting services or uh, they're a long ways from us, Mm -hmm. Maine or Canada, and and they want our help. But, you know, just to get us there, travel expenses, stuff, and it may only be 30 acres. And so uh, they just can't justify getting us all the way up there to help them on 30 acres. There's a lot of things that maybe people – or they're at lease ground and they yeah. just need some help on their hunting strategy. Yeah. Um, we, we've dealt with that a lot. And, and we talked about it on the podcast too, is
2: a lot of times we've gotten to property and, and I would say half or 60% of the consultation turns into more of a, how are you approaching the hunt of this property? Yeah. You know, the hunting strategy that needs to be deployed on this place because it has maybe great access or has limited access. Access is not being utilized. Yeah. We, we do that a, a
1: lot. Most of our full plans uh, include hunting strategies. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And some properties we've gone to were we didn't really focus a lot on habitat because the, regardless, the habitat was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, But the hunting strategy was way off, could be greatly improved. Yes. And so we spent more time on helping with the hunting strategies. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a thing that this property evaluations could be, for guys that are just leasing ground that need advice on how to access and hunt their properties, yeah, um, it, 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 it's kind of open, and I think that's why it's good to call it that—that that property evaluation.
2: Because, guys, this this is an opportunity for um, you utilize this time as much as you can. And, and so, what I guess format it looks like is it's it is a video conference, one hour setup time, um, that you either have Adam or I or Adam and I. Kyle and Frank will be thrown into the mix here as well um, that it it is a virtual video setup meeting there's a time schedule send you all this information and we're we're sharing screens you can see what's happening so there's a lot of interaction from from our end on your end as well that you can see Maps. You can see photos
1: that we're talking about. And each each person that signs up, yep, we will send you pre pre uh, meeting. We'll send you a, a list of questions that we would yep. like you to answer. Uh, we'll send you a photo requirement. Uh, I guess it's not required, but it certainly helps. I don't know why it, you would have us come gonna help you. It's going to benefit
2: you way more than, than if, than if send you do Send them in if you want.
1: Don't send them in if you want. <laughs> Either way, you. we're going to help you. <laughs> um, yeah. But I would much rather have photos, you know, of your various places in your timber, various places in your old fields if you have them, what your food plots look like, all kinds of different stuff. And,
2: and, and so that, right, you know, okay, we're, we're sending over um, the questionnaire and, and basically a map that will have from as we review it obviously your property boundaries but then points of where we want the pictures taken from and those pictures please let's just make sure they're in focus yeah and 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 probably like if you're in timber let's take a picture of the ground let's take a picture looking dead straight forward and maybe the canopy as well from one location Yeah, that way we can see all these different elements to be able to help everyone the most you know tree species to amount of light to what regeneration if there is any occurring there on the landscape um so those all those pictures i think will really really help us determine
1: those next steps for everyone and and it's not only your pictures that will be shown on this online meeting but it will be a lot of our stock yes. photos yes. to where when we're looking at your timber photos, we can then backtrack and reference timber photos from our farms uh, and places that we've worked that could be kind of your goals of saying, this is, this is what, you know, your mixed oak woodland, this is what an oak woodland that's actually restored should look like. Mm-hmm. This is the plant communities that you'll see. This is what we're going for. Yeah, it and should this be, is something for you to shoot for.
2: It should be this thick on the ground. It should have these components. It should have a, this roughly amount of, of woody regeneration. You can see the brambles. You can see the forbs. And you look up and, oh, my gosh, there's 80-plus percent sunlight coming through that canopy. That's the kind of stuff that, hey, we're talking this from our end. We want to replicate this exact thing at these different sites. And you know, okay, that's my goal to shoot for.
1: Yeah and and then the map part that's a huge thing humongous um so right now we're going to be using Onyx. Mm-hmm. um and, and and probably web soil survey will be referencing probably so
2: google earth to be able to determine some um historical historical photos dating as well as elevation you know that that you know turning that map you can really see um how how sometimes this slope may get more sunlight than another slope and so all those different components together, you guys will be able to see and allow us to be able to walk you through all these different elements that we're trying to manipulate on your given property.
1: Yes. And so, you know, I kind of did, uh, uh, to a small scale, similar to what we're talking on a podcast about three months ago. I think mm-hmm. that was in August. I did a uh, kind of a property breakdown with a gentleman in North Carolina. And that was How many kind of that
2: fifty four or something like
1: that. Yeah, it was a smaller property, uh-huh. and uh, when I did that one, it was kind of a a test run. We didn't talk about it at all. We didn't even breathe it to other people. Um, but that was kind of a test run to see more of people that might be interested in that one. My gosh, we had so many emails (laughs) and comments on that one. It it, it was one of those,
2: hmm, let's just just see what a response is. Not even provoke anything. Let's just see
1: what happens with this. And because, once again, we still – we want your time and our time to be worth it. And we want you to – when we help you, we want to – for you to believe that there's the ability to make a big difference in your, on your, on your farm and your neighborhood. And, um, through just a random phone call with a stranger and just saying, Hey, yeah, you do some stuff like this, do some stuff like that. It really is not the best. It's, (laughs) it's really not like a best use of time. It's kind of one of those things where free advice is the worst advice. You get what you pay for. Isn't that, yeah. Isn't that the phrase? It, it kind of. Yeah, it is the phrase. And, and you know, when you're talking over the phone, it, a lot of this is visual learning. You need to be able to see it, to believe it, and understand it. And so we kicked around how can we make this a visual presentation rather than just stare at an aerial image. A visual or,
2: learning experience. Yeah, I mean, the, the map is great. And, and that was the thing that we kept going back to. I think that was the roadblock as we're trying to develop it is – the aerial can only tell you so much, like you don't you know have if to it's, incorporate
1: all these different elements in here you know you can't it's hard to tell the makeup of the forest if you're just looking at green vegetation on <laughs> yeah, an aerial image that's yeah. why including photos, sending photos you can um, you
2: can roughly tell if if it you know let's say stem density yeah, rough, it's a gas, yeah, but maybe that picture's two years old. Yeah. And things have changed.
1: Well, when we hunted the wilderness, <sighs> uh, we don't know how old that uh, we were using on yeah. X. And, yep. and uh, we don't know how old that photo was. But it was definitely As old enough for us to go, my gosh, this has grown up a lot mo- a lot more than this map is showing. Yeah, And the same thing is true. That's why we're looking at multiple, multiple aerial imaging. And, yep. of course, Google Earth Pro or backtrack and look at the historical imaging, we may see cedar encroachment. And go, ooh, okay. We already know cedar encroach. There's eastern red cedar encroachment in this farm. Yep. That's probably going to be on the agenda. Now send us your photos. Yeah. Oh, huh, what do you know? Conf- confirm that. Um, and and that's one of the things,
2: though, too, is as as we've been able, fortunate enough to to travel across the country to many many places, we've been able to take inventory for us on our end of what are the problems what are what are the problem things that we often see in this region or what is the timber composition in this region cuz let's say southern indiana looks much different than north georgia yeah. or much different from north arkansas and so let's say you email in from southern indiana well we've got a really good idea of typically the species that are going to be
1: there yeah and the, not not only the native species that really kind of create that ecosystem but a lot of the common invasive oh, yeah. species that Absolutely. you'll find like when we go to Mississippi we have a pretty good idea Chinese privet's yeah. going to be showing up somewhere or even kudzu in places yep. or um we go to we go somewhere in Illinois we have a pretty good idea bush honeysuckle's yep. going to be present
2: if you uh, go anywhere west virginia there's probably going to be autumn olive and Lespidiza those are just yeah. those things that hey, we know that we need to be asking you these questions. And if we don't see it on that questionnaire that's being filled out of what invasives do you have, you better know we're still going to bring it up and say, oh, well, I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. He- here's a picture of what it looks like. Yeah. Tell and, me if you've got this because this that changes the game, though. That's the important thing. Of that One of those species being present in the area probably will change that the might, method. That of might which be the
1: first year management totally of going, okay, this next summer that's your number one job to remove that Mm -hmm. because if you don't it's only going to get worse yep um and so that's just a lot of this where having those photos having that online meeting is the big reason why we feel confident that we can provide this provide this service because once again just looking at an aerial or a topo uh with and saying here's a flat area let's put a food plot or let's put a bedding area that that's not cutting it that's yeah. not quality uh information and frankly i feel like a thief charging you for it so yep. we are offering virtual property evaluations that we can help you lay out areas for bedding thickets or these wildlife openings in the middle of the timber in a, in proximity to your food plot but that only happens if you guys give us the information that we need through photos and inf- and filling out our survey, or or perhaps it's oh we're
2: identifying you're actually in a um, upland prairie, yeah, or, or you're in a bottomland prairie, or perhaps your site is um, a, an oak woodland, or perhaps a savanna. We're we're probably going to be um, focusing on restoring depending on that current. Um, site index what it is at now it's current evaluation or but you're probably a, restoring a lot of these features
1: or you're in an area where a gopher tortoise. Uh, you're in sure. that area where there's probably some great cost share options to restore habitat in that part of the world or,
2: or the uh, golden wing warbler along its uh migration or rough grass yeah you know all those different components we will be managing around and making the suggestions it, it, honestly it reminds me of a gentleman I'm going back to southern Indiana for a second. Yeah. He he was a smaller property. We did an on-site evaluation. Walked the property with him and his wife. Um, laid it out. Sent him the plan. He goes basically pretty much straight to cost share uh, local folks and got FSA. 90% of the stuff cost yeah. share. Just that knocked it out of the park. a pretty good one. Yeah. Knocked it out of the park. Did he get all that accomplished this year, too? I'm pretty sure. I know he got... Some of the bedding areas in. I'm not. I'm not sure about all of them. But tell that
1: w- quick story from the one landowner you were telling me today that 350 some acre farm and oh yeah. So um,
2: 340 acre farm in eastern Missouri. Um, they had put in food plots. New farmer had come in. It was just all fescue. Put in. We visited this night. guy two, two years two, ago. two years ago in January. Yeah. Um. And. Another quick thing that reminded me to tell you about on him, but um, he, he's done all the work in the open areas, um, but he gotten a new chainsaw, goes in, does a clear cut on one of the areas um, in close proximity to a, to an existing food plot, and um, quote, I think he said, that was one of the best and most focal areas that the wildlife had been spending around based on trail camera and hunting observations is that that correlation of the food to quality cover now that he cut yeah. in and physically did that. And so, and, um, and, and that, that farm had some areas that
1: were pretty doggone thick.
2: Oh yeah. It, it had been harvest timber harvested, not terribly. I would say probably two, three years before we got there. May, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe four. A little, little longer. Yeah. But in certain areas, th- yeah, yeah. Like the whole farm wasn't that yeah. way, but it, it was, it was, yeah, it was pretty thick, but we talked about it too. It was that fresh, vegetation the tender vegetation the new growth that is what they're correlated to so yep. even when you're doing this past clients you've got to follow up with fire keep it fresh keep it rejuvenated you've got to do that yeah the other thing <clears throat> you remember his where his home was that, yeah that the glade he's that joker's gone in and cut 13 acres of cedar on that north of his house really in the past two years has he seen he's a opened difference it up. oh yeah uh, oh yeah, 13 acres. That's incredible. Pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. That was a small little chunk right there close to the house. 70 70 acres, yep. yeah. Huh. Well, that's awesome. Um you know, and and this is kind of one of those things too where when you're looking at these virtual property evaluations, you got to ask, okay, what's the why wouldn't I do this rather than a full consultation to have you guys come to our property? Mm-hmm. It kind of this is more design, not saying you couldn't hire us for a bigger farm, but this is more designed for the guys on smaller properties, or you're in the northern parts of the country, and you may be on a small piece, or you may be leasing a property and you're wanting um, just hunting help um or or right now you're just like i just want to get an idea what to do um you know we just bought this farm funds are a little bit tight but i want to have an idea of a direction to go but uh, uh, that might be the option for you um but you may even um look at i know a lot of guys or have reached out to us and they're like i kind of want to get an idea right now on what direction to go Yep. But I definitely want to have you out a couple years from now. But right now, I just want to plan. We just purchased the property. All our money went into purchasing the place. And that could be somebody. But overall, um, this this is not going to be the same level, obviously, as a full consultation of us coming there. But at the same time, you're not going to find a better option for a virtual online tour for consulting services. Because... We're going to be going through photos and maps to make sure that you are on the right track to improve your property.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the – you've got to have that interaction of – and honestly, it provides more or less us with the confidence of you're understanding it. Yeah. Like I can visually see you and I can say, you got that right check good we're good we can move on to the next thing we can address the next thing but you know that that type of communication um, is definitely key because again the goal of this is to be the good stewards of the land
0: yeah and and that
2: that was another reason of we want to be on site we want we want to we want to just you you can't hardly replace that relationship i want to make
1: sure the property's headed in the right direction
2: but again at the same time those who who can't get us on site still need help. Yeah. And that's that's what this is, and this this is we have to make sure that the information is being delivered in a clear manner so that you can leave that legacy with the property. It's it's not just quick fixes. Like I just want to I just want to kill that big deer next year. It, it's let's lay this thing out and be, be able to guide and direct you in the right way that. This is more more of a legacy, long-term thought process yeah. than I'm short-term. not just going to,
1: okay, i got a food plot. Let's go in 50 yards and hinge cut a whole half acre. It ain't, it ain't like that. Well, I hate to tell you, but in three years, you're going to have to cut it again. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we're trying to avoid those quick fixes, but this is an opportunity for us to help you in a lot uh, more affordable yep. way. Um, of course, the price is... Is not nearly as much as our full consultations of our travel and everything to get there. Uh, we've designed this to hopefully hit the guys that have been asking for it. Absolutely, a lot of guys who have a pretty good. There's a lot of guys who are very knowledgeable on this stuff. Oh yeah, they have a pretty good feel for land management and property architecture but they need that just that little bit of glue to hold everything yes. together and, he, and, and this he, might be the option for uh, them. I, I think that's
2: that's a great point and, and we find that a lot is because because in our on-site consultations we have multiple different levels of consultation and those folks even even who have done this type of thing for years and years and years again it's that added confidence of I need you guys as a sounding board and, and I need you guys as that honest opinion of, here's what I'm trying to do, but if I'm wrong, you correct me and you tell me. Here, here's a great option for that. And so all that being said, there is information online to further detail out, you know, cost and what it's going to look like and then the steps to proceed after initial inquiry. Um,
1: but, man, I, I'm... One other thing I want to wow. say, I'm very confident in this, that typically it's real easy for somebody in our position to be playing with house money and by that I mean show up and say yes we need you need to hire that dozer guy and we need to clear out all these food plots make all these roads plant all this stuff bring in all this money and we're going to make this a dream property that's A very small market of people that could do something like that. Um, One big thing that we do and strive to do, and doggone it, and I feel pretty confident we're good at it, is to improve a property that's not going to cost an arm and a leg. Um, That's not, I feel like we've, and I know this because we've had uh, clients tell us this, that our services saved them what what the initial upfront cost was to get us there. They made that money back just on eliminating expenses that they were making year in and year out that weren't oh, yeah. providing any of the results that they were looking for. Totally. So totally. this virtual property valuation, I'm 100% confident that our services and helping you prioritize your projects will pay for itself because... one one thing we talked about (laughs) pre-show was uh if you're asking the question how to get more food and you keep planting soybeans and deer keep eating them into the dirt we've got an option for you that probably (laughs) is not going to cost so so much yeah and so i'm confident to say that these services and our our help can pay for itself and greatly improve your hunting and habitat because of the way we work on an 80 grit process. And so, yeah, I think if you're looking for ways to improve your property um, and you're, you're wanting to, I think sometimes I guess I should say is break the mold. And the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expect different results. Yeah. I don't know how often we see that, but it's quite a bit. A lot. When people have a plan, okay, this month I'm planting food plots, next month I'm doing this, next month I'm doing that, and in a year, in a full year, we've accomplished mowing trails, we've accomplished food plots, and we've accomplished um, supplemental feeders and trail cameras.
2: And guess what? That was the same thing you did last year. <laughs> the same thing <laughs> you did
1: last year, and you keep waiting for a huge buck to show up, and you're like, you yeah. just not seeing it yet. Yeah. Well, because you doing might the same not thing. see it ever. Yeah. You're doing the same stuff. And so, by changing it up and doing all this different types of disturbance, we're going to change up our focus. We're going to change up the way you manage your property, and, and we're going to change the results you see for better. Absolutely. And, and another way I think for a lot of people to
2: utilize this option is for the actual, the initial purchase of a property. How many times ha- have we heard either either people say I wanted to buy something, I got excited, and I I, I just this is this is what I've got now. Or or you yeah, know, guys, I, I uh I don't I don't know if this was the right purchase. I, I've got um the these issues that, that have a arose. A well so I was uh-huh. like, well, you might have been able to tell that initially up front. So this service too from our real estate backgrounds and knowledge as as agents can certainly utilize itself as guys i'm looking at it purchasing a property here are my three options or i've narrowed it down to this or or bring three options to us and say which one do you think yeah we'll spend an hour with you guys reviewing all the goals that it is you guys want to have accomplished on the property and
1: we make might sure. even spend more time. Cause we may yeah. end up going there to see it with you. Absolutely. And there'll be more to that
2: come, I think next week on that option Yeah. as, so here, here's another pre hint to another offering. However, yeah. but that, that again, sounding board you utilize it for big, big time investments and purchases like a hunting farm.
1: Oh, or you buy, you you get, we see a lot of people fall in love with the property. Yeah. Emotionally, they're in love with it. But then realistically.
2: The emotional buy. They
1: can't get it the way they thought they could. Yep. Whether access is terrible. Yep. Terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> And they spend the whole next three years going, oh, my gosh, I wish I'd have thought about this before I'd have purchased it. Yeah. Or they purchase it and not knowing certain species, it's filled up with invasives and they didn't realize that, man, I'm going to have to get rid of all these before. It can even start doing yep. quality habitat improvement uh, restor- of whatever it is. Yeah. It could be all those things.
2: and. and, and Honestly, some some of those things can easily be identified. With send us the listing, uh, yeah. Send us the aerial. Let's spend some time with the phone. Let's let's really go through this with a fine tooth comb and understand what it is you're trying to accomplish. And we'll be honest
1: with you. I mean, how many? Or they purchase it. Here's another one. They purchase it with the idea that, man, it's really really cheap. It's really cheap. Yeah. It's in uh, some sort of reserve program or easement. conservation easement and then they realize they can't do anything yeah and it's just gonna sit there and they're just gonna hope for a natural disaster to come yeah, yeah. then the timber for them or whatever it is and it's going man i wish i'd have known that before i purchased mm-hmm. it. we're we're gonna have to list that one sell it and try to find something new yeah and you're out all that time
2: so there there's lots of ways to be able to utilize these these property evaluations, you know, whatever whatever situation you find yourself in from a land owning ownership standpoint or, or you're getting into that game and you're looking at real estate, we want to be able to help you guys and we wanna be able to offer this time um and and this service and have that build these relationships through the video conferencing and I know it sounds cheesy but uh, through sharing screens. And I, I know that sounds crazy. Like but a webinar, I guess. Yeah. I, first, it, for it, you guys who exactly. have ever done a
1: webinar. That's what it's going to be like. You're going to see our face. We don't necessarily have to see your face. If you don't uh, want, you uh, shall uh, remain yeah. anonymous. And <laughs> so, uh, but we will be able to communicate, talk it over um through that and then you'll be able to see our screen so if we start laying out areas um on your farm of saying hey your road system should look like this your food plot area should look like this your bedding thickets should look like this um if you're doing prescribed fire and you're looking this is the way i would make a fire unit but do a burn plan whatever it is you're needing yep we're there for you during that hour and and additional hours if if need be if you if you decide to go that route
2: if you're loving it and you're you're like let's keep this thing going
1: yeah let's do it and it yeah and it may very well turn into where we're there in the future physically so um there's a lot of things that uh that we can help you with not only through our regular consulting service but through this virtual property evaluation whether it be hunting real estate, or um, just overall habitat improvements.
2: So so there's a couple other, let's say, added benefits thrown into utilizing this service. Oh, yeah. What, what does that look like?
1: Oh, I forgot. You know, There's so much about this that, that really kind of comes to mind that it's easy to forget some of the things, some of the highlights, some of the benefits. So I mentioned paying for itself through <laughs> cutting out projects that are a waste of time for yep. you. Um, which happens a lot, even happens with us occasionally. Um, uh, but when you really, when we're looking at a year in the life of a land manager, there's a lot of projects that probably aren't getting you the return that you need, uh, or that you're looking for. One of the other big benefits is that we do offer discounts to our clients through some of the products and things that we have that we're dealers for. Um, we're dealers for companies you guys don't ever hear us promote, um, as a quote sponsor, oh yeah, um, just, just but it's stuff that, stuff we, that like. we believe in. Yeah. Uh, as you probably are aware, since we are land consultants, like for example, let's just say UTVs. Mm-hmm. Um, as a real estate, as real estate agents and and land consultants, and traveling around to all these different farms, we probably have been in I don't know over twenty or thirty br- different brands of UTVs. And there is clearly good ones, and there's really clearly bad ones. And uh, uh, we've uh, been on we've
2: been on some that have broke down, ran out of juice, or <laughs> a whole list of things. gotten Gone stuck. down the road with the e brake yeah. on, God, burning that e brake. <laughs> we have seen it all, but there are definitely clear.
1: Like winners and losers <laughs> and <that> uh game. <laughs> and and that's just one of the things like you don't ever hear us promote us but our clients ask us and we yeah. tell them which ones we think are which ones we know are typically better than the others oh yeah and uh you know that's that's something that our clients are in on and get that and um, have
2: access to discounts through through you know UTV you know, brand stuff like that. hunting so
1: hunting blinds yeah um you know well same thing we've been in a bunch of them that's we work with Redneck and we're dealers for Redneck because we believe that we really like that product. Yeah. And, uh, and we feel like if if that's the kind of the category you're looking at, then that's a pretty good one to go with. Yeah. Um, and so discounts on various things, trail cameras as well. Um, and so, and that's just a part of what we're building. Um, that's through our store. Um, you'll see even more coming to the store in the future. Um to where overall we're hopefully the one-stop shop on everything that you need to know about your farm um, and products that you need to make your farm the the property you want it to be
2: for sure so you know by utilizing this service you get access to some of those deals and discounts and things like that um, by by being a part of um, the virtual property evaluation and kind of getting into let's say that network of opportunity facebook from. group yeah uh,
1: yeah that's only for clients a little bit more uh personal and things like that so um yeah i i, I think this is something that is exciting because it it allows us to help more and more people i think big another thing that really kind of for me when it started this out it was the marathon mindset yeah definitely and it was like i may not see you this year or next year but one of these days, I'm going to get on your property to help you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, forty, forty-five thousand 45,000 acres 27 and 27 or 28 states. I don't even know what it's at right now. But um, we've covered a lot of ground and the realization that it'd take a lot of years <laughs> for us to help every single one of you guys that listen to this podcast, let's just say. Oh. There's a, we have a lot of guys that email in and listen to this podcast. Huge thanks to you guys. But we're just getting started, Oh yeah. and uh, the best is yet to come. And this is a way for us to help more and more landowners, um, as well as continue helping our our existing and um, future clients. So, for sure, uh, uh, I I, th- I think I would regret if I did not say,
2: or I guess let's say reinforce, as we kind of probably started the podcast with it. But this this service it's not a substitute for on site boots-on-the-ground approach. Well, no. we, ha- we have preached probably into the dirt soil, not dirt, soil. There you go. <laughs> we have preached into the soil. It the depends. Are they doing tilling or are yeah, they no yeah, tilling? That's right. You decide. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: if you're doing heavy tillage, you yeah. won't call it dirt.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but we have preached about the, the necessity of the boots-on-the-ground approach for providing that level of service and consultation. So this does not substitute that. However, this is the next best thing, yeah. And, and I feel confident in that. And, and so this this property valuation is what we're calling it, and moving forward with. And I'm I'm super excited to be able to reach a whole a whole another group of people to be able to to talk with and chat with and help solve. Issues and problems that that arise on the property, like for sure, and because this is going to provide a, a lot of opportunity for for relationship building, and that's 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 half of what we do too. I mean, how many times you guys you guys hear a lot of clients who who come on the podcast? You know, there, there's definitely friendships and stuff that are that are built around this. So, yeah. there's a whole another way to connect with
1: people. Absolutely, um, I can't believe it, but we haven't even mentioned. Anything about where to email, where to get more additional information? <laughs>
2: Over jacked up about it.
1: We are really good at consulting. We're really good at um, building and helping people build management plans. We may not be the most savvy marketer, marketing geniuses when it comes to. No, you got to say this first and yeah. <laughs> that first. If you want more information, it's www.landandlegacy.tv. Yep. You'll see a email tab or a contact us tab where you can there. send us an email there, or you can send us an email. It's all going to the same place, yep. but it's info at landandlegacy.tv. So,
2: yeah, on that consultation tab, you guys will see a breakdown of the different services that we offer, and then at the very bottom of the page is that information, um, basically, document you fill that out it sends us an email so you know I, I think you know we've had a couple people email in about um difficulty of um i have no have, idea i don't know yeah. i don't know why the only thing that i can think of is potentially instead of using that um that login form or that that yep. email form I'm trying to utilize it straight info landlegacy.tv yeah i don't know if that's the issue yep. however there's two website. ways to
1: contact us yes you can either go through the website or you can try it directly. If one yep. doesn't work, try the other way. There we go. If that doesn't work, shoot us a message on Instagram yep. or Facebook. We will we will get with you and, and I will say this. We um
2: I would expect Or call Matt's cell phone. <laughs> That's <laughs> <laughs> if you, don't, if you don't get him, call Adam. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um But <laughs> if I, I would I would say we're probably gonna get quite a few emails in regarding this guy. So be patient with us. We will absolutely get to you. Um, Ladies, great Christmas present. Hey, yeah, that's true. Very true. Um, so, you know, all the information is going to be in there on the consultation tab. If you're interested, read through it and then send in that information through the uh, website there, the contact f- at the bottom of the page. And, and we'll get with you as quickly as we can. And and there will be several emails to go through before that, let's say, a, a consultation date
1: is set. But so if you're looking for help on your um, on your farm for hunting strategies, you have four guys available. You've got Matt, myself, Kyle, and Frank, who you've heard on the podcast, you've seen on our YouTube channel. You don't hear them on the podcast as much as Matt and I because we've been here doing this a lot i guess we launched the podcast before they were ever part of land and legacy um but at the same time if your property if you're wanting to really focus on upland uh bird management they're great sources but even if you're focusing on um managing grasslands Mm -hmm. for deer they might be a great they are a great resource and they might even be better you may want to talk to them more than you want to talk to us who knows you still have that option um, Kyle and Frank, very, very knowledgeable biologists and uh, definitely can help you with Upland Bird, even a background in writing grazing plans incorporated with grassland management. So um, long list of services and options here that can help you with your farms.
2: Absolutely. I'm pumped for this. I think For sure. Gonna be, I think it's going to be great. Um, I think it's going to be extremely valuable from hopefully the consumer end, but I, I, I know for a fact from our end as well, it's yeah. going to be fun to be able to watch this thing evolve and um, get it kickstarted. Like I said, th- this has been something that's just been evolving for a while.
1: All right. So Whew, fun. There you go. Fun stuff. Info at or go to our website and contact us through the consulting tab at the bottom. Yep. Two things before we wrap this up. One, Chad and I got after it today Yep. with habitat management. It's it's actually November the 30th right now, so we're not even through November and we've already switched back to habitat. Um Chad and I did edge feathering and t- heavy TSI along one of our food plots has been neglected over the years. Been neglected for a lot of reasons. Just have never had a good deer in that on that f- food plot.
2: Cause your dad hunts
1: there. Cause my dad <laughs> hunts there on bad winds. Maybe um, it's a smaller food plot that hasn't been productive over the last few years. Um, it's a long, skinny food plot, and it's got it's it's competing. It was competing with yeah. more mature trees on both sides of it. Um, plus, it's a south facing south facing food plot. Not no mo. And not anymore. And so, uh, I mean, it's still facing south. (laughs) It's not competing with a lot of trees. We completely changed this thing. (laughs) Yeah. And so, and it may shift and be something else in the future, but right now it's got a lot of quality cover around it now. If you're on a property and you're a landowner, I don't care where you're at in the country, but if if you're asking the question... How do I get more food on my property to get my deer through till next spring? Oh, we got an easy solution. <laughs> easy solution for you. Um, and that really comes down to woody browse. Mm-hmm. Um, growing season's over for the most part. You may be down south, still got some growth. You may be getting some warmer days. But overall, the majority of growing season is over. And it's going to be a while before we get back into growing season. And you you may have the option of going, well, I'll just dump corn on the ground. I'll dump whatever on the ground. Um, that's that's ban- going to ban- be band-aid. costly, and it's going to be, yeah, it's a Band-Aid. Uh Band-Aid on a massive wound if mm-hmm. that's the situation you're in. Woody Browse is a significant food source. And not only does it provide food for your deer, it provides better cover for the future. And it also... Um, can help the health of your forest by removing junky, low-quality timber and releasing some of your better timber, your crop trees. And, you know, go back to the podcast with Dr. Craig Harper um, and and thinning, releasing acorn-producing trees, releasing the competition around and they're going to produce more. Um, and so this TSI edge feathering is a great way This time of year to get out with a chainsaw, your hunts, let's say you've already killed some deer, get out there and start improving habitat Um, or the conditions are poor. Go to a part of the farm where you don't have a lot of, you're not going to, you're not worried about pressuring and start doing some habitat work. And um, for example, flowering dogwood right now has got buds the size of a pencil eraser. Mm -hmm. And already you're Uh, thinking already has buds. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. and that is deer food. So if you've got a bunch of flowering dogwoods in your understory and they're up 10, 15 foot tall, well, put them closer to the deer where they can reach them, and they're going to hammer them. And it may take a little bit. Like at my farm, they hammer them almost in the first night because they associate the sound of a chainsaw with food, and they know that more food's on the ground. And so... Now we have a lot more food available, way more, way more food in an afternoon of doing TSI than dumping a bag of corn out on the ground. Plus, guess what? You're not attracting a whole bunch of unwanted animals to one site. Like, for example, raccoons, possums, coyotes, since so many people hate predators, I'll I'll address that as well. Um, And so, you know, we did this for one afternoon and this whole area got greatly improved um, and it's roughly, something that
2: roughly let's just say because I, I we get this question all the time how many acres if you will did, did you guys when cut? I say
1: afternoon I say we started at probably 330 and we yep. cut till 515 okay so, so not even two, two hours two chainsaws. and we cut yeah we, I cut um, I had some difficulty with the chainsaw so I had mm-hmm. to go swap yeah Um but I would say we probably cut close to two acres, close to two acres of heavy thinning,
2: right? Plus, plus the edge feathering, which is a little bit more of a you know, say a delicate process. It's it's a little more pick and choosy, and then yeah. directional felling versus just get that stuff on the ground. Yeah, but it was pretty much get that stuff acres. on the
1: ground because it was so so many, so <laughs> many was, junk was thick. Uh, thick trees there. growing that it was like I yeah. Regardless, we're creating barriers here, so. We're gonna go back and cut some lanes through it to where they sure. dump out on the food plot, uh, where we want them. But overall, you eighty grit. We did eighty grit. <laughs> we just grit put stuff thing. on the ground, <laughs> and it's a great area that's already got eastern gamagrass, little oh, blue, yeah. big blue growing in some patches. Tons of blackberry. Only going a only side. where <laughs> there's sunlight. Yep. Um, Wasn't lots there side of side oats e- there too. Eastern red cedar. Um, no, there was uh, side oats right up there. river oats okay. through one of the little drains that gotcha. dic- came down through there. But a lot of nice young white oaks and decent sized white oaks uh, that hopefully we removed some pretty big hickories, some junky walnuts. We've got a great big uh, sycamore that we're mm-hmm. going to go back and girdle because we didn't mm-hmm. have any herbicide with us. And that's the you know one thing I want to address woody browse is lacking in my area and so we're letting a lot of this stuff grow back to provide forage um and if it becomes a problem where we have too many stems per acre we'll go back and start using herbicide but right now it's not a problem it, it, and there,
2: that's a little bit of a difference than than many people is the the fact that everyone is a pyro around here so there will be fire as well and quite a bit of fire in these areas yeah. and not just backing fires most likely that, that it's, it's site
1: op- got pretty hot because uh a lot of the young the smaller east red cedars were dead mm-hmm. a lot of the buckthorn was dead uh stump mm-hmm. sprouting uh, but we had a lot of really big cedars that had been neglected for a lot of years and they're now down yeah. so we'll probably actually pull the logs out on those because they were, there so were some big. big ones yeah so you know it's one of those questions pre-show we talked about this comment more food more food more food um for here in the Midwest, we had a very dry fall and then we had a very early, heavy, heavy frost. Uh, so, our window of the, growth, the, the 13th the, of I was October, say 12th
2: or 13th was right in that window.
1: And we didn't get rain until sometime in later September. And so, but good news is a lot of the clovers that's, that was planted in the food plots is about three inches tall and like already that. has a Already has like that. a true clover head, so it will survive the winter, but it's not thriving. It's just surviving. I, it, it's present. It yeah. was seeded. A root it system will grow is developed. next spring. Yes, and so we'll have stuff growing greens to to help with that soil health, improving soil health um, through the diversity of plants that we planted. But you know, more food, more food, more food. Yep. That, that's a question, and that's a comment, and that's an everyday problem that people face. Uh, and we get it a lot. How can I have more food? Well, one one example that we talked pre-show was, you know, a lot of places may only have a couple of food plots.
2: Yep. Minimal acreage. And the f- rave
1: is soybeans, right? Yeah. So it. let's plant soybeans. Well, you have heavy deer population. Or even just average you can but have they average. like the ice cream plants, and so they come to your food plot, and you have a good amount of turkeys even
2: it doesn't even have to be to that it it could be moderate deer levels and poor management of the timber acres. yeah, if there's not food there, guys, they're not going to feed there, no. Every day of the, you know, that's going to yeah. happen every single time. They're not going to feed there if there's not food there. So they have to go places where there is food. And it makes no sense to have acres and acres and acres devoted to no food on yeah. a property. And so you've got to supplement with your native forage.
1: Yeah. Woody browse. Woody browse, especially this time of year.
2: And, 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 and even in a place where there's really good, like, high-quality timber. Like, you guys, you guys want to cut um, scrag timber on your guys' farm. Yeah. You know let's say within five yeah. years, yeah, okay, some of that stuff, if we were going to go in and t s i aggressively, we would probably cut right. however, that's not what's occurring, but what can still occur is all the other stuff that does still need to get cut it it's gonna get cut or in and the future
1: still- we're gonna do a harvest well, if we're not doing any kind of timber management it The tree size, the DBH, may be the same that it is right now Mm -hmm. in five years. Mm -hmm. But through active timber stand improvement, we're going to release trees. They're going to get more nutrients. They're going to grow bigger. And in five years, they may be a lot bigger, so we bring in more money more at money the same thin. time we've improved habitat bingo. now
2: bingo and that's the thing is like you know if you're one of those folks and you're like well no, I I got a harvest come I got a, I got a harvest come there I can guarantee you there're still trees in your in your
1: timber or your woodlot I don't care where you're at that need to get cut oh yeah promise yeah you. and <laughs> i almost say say this but i guess i get so f- you know you meet those people that are like mentors of yours that you look up to, but they're a little bit crotchety, you know. They, they say they they're a little bit more they say rough the stuff around that the, you think in your head, but yeah, no saying, and wow. you're just like, man, <laughs> they almost act irritated to everybody. And I guess you know, three years into this, uh, I'll, I'll make this comment now. Um, for the people that are saying, well, it's not very aesthetically pleasing. Oh, shut up! <laughs> I, don't <care. laughs> I don't care about aesthetics. Well, to it, a point of getting in the way of improving habitat. Aesthetics are okay um you know here's, in here's places the they have a place but it's a very small place if we're looking at overall habitat oh, well, improvement I, here here's going to time
2: i don't care about aesthetics until i know that the habitat is in place that needs to be in place to carry and to um to meet the landowner's goals and objectives yeah, aesthetics should not be the first priority, or should inhibit you from accomplishing the first goals of the property, which is creating quality and sound habitat. Once you've done that, then go back in and hit it with the 220.
1: You can you right? can bush hog your trails and trim your lanes, and you know not cut it nearly as aggressive along your roads. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm doing that after the habitat is there.
2: That's what I. That's what I'm saying. I don't
1: want to see what I, I hate it- seeing is aesthetic pleasing timber at the while expense, the deer are starving at the expense of quality that's not land management that's not correct. game management that's not wildlife management that's just being greedy and hard headed hard headed and ignorant yes and so uh cut some stuff
2: <laughs> <laughs> we could probably end it on that note that's some stuff but yeah um,
1: I know we've gone over an hour hopefully you guys are uh, ready to gear up for full fledged habitat improvement um, you know we're kind of getting through the rut I'm getting ready to drop some more videos on the YouTube channel you're going to see a lot of how to's coming up a lot more uh, in depth because of so many guys you ask and you ask and you ask for more videos and more videos and more videos, and uh, more videos that pertain to our podcast. So, um, in three years, we've now turned it over to ourselves and we're <laughs> editing those, and so they're not nearly as high quality editing. Um, but, but information uh, is out there. But and the that's information the goal. is out there, and that's what you need. So we appreciate um, you
2: guys following along to those.
1: Yes, and so. Uh, Oh, I think that's all my announcements. Um we'll we'll have a we'll have another kind of let's say
2: service-ish type podcast next week to to reveal um some other stuff that guys were, were working on and kind of developing here and have been really for for 3 years and working on these relationships. So, um guys, it, it's just ah, this is such an exciting time. Like yeah. I, I honestly have found myself really focused on let's say, the end of this year and, and what next year's looking at and have honestly been distracted from what deer are doing. and like, wait a second, it's November. Yeah. But there's so much cool stuff that's happening. And, and so next week you'll hear some more. But, guys, thank you so much for listening and following along and helping us get to this point. We have you to thank for sure.
1: Absolutely. If you haven't already, please go like us on Instagram and Facebook, Land and Legacy, and our YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Catch you next week. Yeah. See you. Bye.